The Boston Bruins went two for two over the weekend, defeating the New York Rangers and the Montreal Canadiens. And Jake DeBrusque is the team's Masterton Trophy nominee for 2022. Going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday April 25th, and this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available wherever you get podcasts. Please do hit that subscribe button on your podcast app as well as on YouTube, so that you never miss an episode. For those of you who may be new to the podcast, my name is Ian McLaren, a lifelong Bruins fan. been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years, hosting this podcast for uh, two and a half years, which is pretty crazy. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ian C. McLaren. And you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. It was a busy weekend for the Black and Gold. They played two games, one at home against the New York Rangers, one on the road in Montreal last night, uh, which was preceded by a lengthy and emotional tribute to the uh, recently passed Guy Lafleur. Going to start with the Rangers game. And the big news in that one was the return of Three players from injury, David Pasternak, Hampus Lindholm, and Linus Allmark. And uh, all three looked pretty good. Uh, None of those players played in last night's game against the Canadians. Lindholm and Pasternak remained in Boston. Just to get some extra rest, not to push it too much, Allmark served as the backup to... Um, Jeremy Swayman last night. David Pasternak said there was some rust on the first couple of shifts, uh, but he scored in this one off a nice dish from Charlie McAvoy to give the Bruins a 1-0 lead in the game against the Rangers. He said he felt better as the game went on. Um, You're going to get the puck Break the pucks out. It's always easy to, um, yeah, get going when you're playing with good players like Taylor Hall, Eric Halla, Charlie McAvoy, and Hampus Lindholm, to name a few. Uh, it was Pasternak's 39th goal of the year, just one point shy of 500 career points, and he secured that milestone in the second period, assisting on a Taylor Hall goal that stood as the game winner. 
It's his 500th point in 508 career games, making him the fastest Bruin to reach that mark behind only Bobby Orr and Ray Bork. Orr did it in 396 games. Ray Bork did it in 484 games. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said, obviously, that's pretty good company for Pasternak. He wasn't surprised. And he's well on his way to 600. Um, Pasternak said, if you told him as a kid that this would happen, he wouldn't have believed it. He's very humble about it. He's happy. Something to look back on and enjoy with his family and friends. Uh, But at the same time, there are other goals that he has on his mind. You know, winning some more hardware, certainly, including a Stanley Cup. The other big story in this one was Linus Allmark. He hadn't played since April 14th. Uh, He stopped 30 of 31 shots and continues to stake his claim as the Bruins' number one goaltender heading into the postseason. He credited his teammates for doing a tremendous job in front of him, um, but he made some pretty big saves, and um, he is feeling pretty good heading into these final three games and the playoffs. And it really does seem as though the net should belong to Linus Allmark once the puck drops for game one of the postseason. Since March 1st, uh, Jeremy Swayman, he does have a winning record of 10-6, and six, but he's sitting on a 9, sorry, 894 save percentage and a 3.01 goals against average. Linus Allmark, on the other hand, 7-2-1 with a 927 goals against, sorry, save percentage and a 1.96 goals against average. Uh, So clearly in recent weeks, Linus Allmark has been the better goaltender for the Boston Bruins. For the season, uh, Swayman, 16, sorry, um, I'm looking at the wrong year here. For the season, since October 2021, uh, Jeremy Swayman leads the way in wins for the Boston Bruins. He's 23-13-3 and with a 9-15 save percentage. Uh, whereas Linus Olmark... For the season, 24, 10, and 2 with a 914 save percentage. So, uh, you know, Aldmark got off to a rough start. He's improved steadily over the season. Swayman picked up the slack early on, kind of fallen off a bit. And uh, I believe it should be Linus Aldmark who gets the start in Game 1. Of the postseason, and we'll talk a bit later about where the Bruins stand and um, who they appear in line to play in uh, the first 
round of the postseason. As far as Saturday's game goes, uh, and Big Bear of the game, probably going to uh, give that to, well, I'm going to split it between the two guys that I've already talked about. Pasternak had a goal and an assist, skated 20 minutes and 19 seconds, leading the way for the forwards. Olmark with the 968 save percentage, stopping 30 of 31 shots. I should mention Lindholm saw the most ice time among defensemen as well, and uh, certainly looked pretty good. He had three shots on goal, most among defensemen, and uh, I'm sure he'll be back in the lineup for tomorrow night's game against the Florida Panthers. So, Great return for both of those guys. Again, neither played last night against the Canadians. We'll talk about that game here in a moment. But first, a quick word about betonline.net, your number one source for all sports betting stats and info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the ongoing basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Of course, Stanley Cup playoffs coming up next week. Bet Online is your continued source for all wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today, use your mobile device, and learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It is a Daily recap of the previous night's action with analysis from our local experts. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now the Bruins were in action again last night. Visiting the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Like I mentioned off the top, it uh, was preceded by a very long and fitting tribute to Guy Lafleur. Who passed away uh, last week. Uh, The Bruins winning this game and sweeping the season series against the lowly Montreal Canadiens, which we love to see. Patrice Bergeron had two goals and an assist. Eric Howla had a couple of goals. Jeremy Swayman made only 23 saves in this one uh, for the Bruins. He did get the win, but not exactly uh, an inspiring performance. Canadians only had 26 shots on goal. One of the big stories in this one, of course, was a power play that continues to struggle for the Boston Bruins. They're now, I believe, 0 for 34 over their last 11 games. Uh, Eric Howla, however, was awarded a penalty shot in lieu of a power play. A very questionable call, let's be honest. It, It wasn't didn't seem like it was even a penalty, much less a penalty shot. Uh, Hala overskated the puck at first, uh, but was able to circle back, pick up the puck, and scored on Sam Montembo. Now, uh, people were asking, how is that possible? The fact that he didn't touch the puck is what allowed him to quickly circle back collect it, and 
complete his penalty shot attempt. It was reminiscent of Brad Marchand in 2020, overskating the puck in a shootout attempt against the Flyers. Marchand was hoping, Hala joked, that he had touched it so that he wouldn't be alone in that embarrassment. A lot of laughs for the play. You saw Hala afterwards kind of biting his jersey. Slightly embarrassed about what happened, but thankful that it went in. He said he was so flustered after it happened. The crowd was so loud. He didn't even realize the refs had blown the whistle. So thank God he scored so they can move on from it quicker. Again, the official rule is if you don't touch the puck, the attempt hasn't started yet. So with Marchand, he's so slightly grazed the puck back in Philly. We all know how the world went off its axis after that point a couple weeks later. Hopefully, Howla's attempt here has made things right and uh, the world is back to how it should be. Howla added, with only three games remaining in the regular season, the Bruins are excited for what's to come. Everybody's just trying to fine-tune their game, but the team is confident and ready for the big dance. Uh, Patrice Bergeron reached a milestone in this one. Um, His 396th and 397th career goals put him ahead of Ray Bork in fourth place on the Bruins' all-time goals list. Uh, So they're... An outside chance that he could catch Rick Middleton for third. Middleton is at 402 goals, so Bergeron would need five more to catch him. Probably not going to happen, uh, but hopefully he resigns. He's back with the team next season, so he can tie and pass Middleton. Um So, of Bergeron, Bruce Cassidy said, you know, he's a legend in Boston. Up there with the way Jean Beliveau, Jacques Lemaire, Guy Lafleur revered in Montreal. And Cassidy said it was nice for him to reach that milestone in his home province. Again, I said last night on Twitter, not reading too much in to this game. Uh, It's the 79th game of the regular season. It was a back-to-back. The Bruins had to jump the border, which isn't as smooth as it used to be in this COVID age. And um, the Bruins, you know, contemplated resting Bergeron, but they wanted him to play in front of his family. Uh, And it's great that he was able to earn this milestone in his home province of Quebec. Again, a lot of people talking about how it's possible that Bergeron could be tempted to sign with the Canadians since his former agent is now their general manager. Worth remembering that he grew up as a Nordiques fan, not a Canadians fan. And um, let's just take that out of the universe. Um, Bruce Cassidy... He said he thought the Montreal organization did a great job with the Lafleur tribute. Obviously, he's a legend. The fans were awesome. There was a 
10 minute and 10 second ovation, which was perfect, seeing as LaFleur's number was number 10. You know, for me, if you're building a prototypical hockey legend, he played like Guy LaFleur. His first name is Guy. LaFleur is a perfect name. You know, he was a bit before my time, but just watching um, highlights, seeing his impact, it, you can't deny how impactful he was. It added to the rivalry. There was some chippiness in this one. Uh, you know, I uh, didn't love Trent Frederick going after Jeff Petrie at the end of a period. Petrie had leveled Bergeron with a clean hit. Marchand had already earned a penalty for roughing as a result. No need for Frederick to get involved as well. Uh, don't want to see that in the playoffs, but, you know, it was a... High emotion night, and um, thankfully, the Bruins were able to come out on top, taking all four points from this weekend's action. I mentioned Pasternak and Lindholm. They stayed behind in Boston. That was predetermined based on the back-to-back this weekend. Um, Just wanting to make sure they remain at full health. There were no residual effects from playing on Saturday. Taylor Hall went down midway through the second period after taking a heavy hit along the boards. There was some concerns about head injury, whatnot. He looked okay, did not leave the game, was not taken to the concussion spotting room, so that's always a good sign. Medical team let him play. Uh, They wouldn't have done that if there was any danger at all. Cassidy assured everyone. Hopefully he just got winded. One of those situations, uh, you didn't know where he was for a second. Couldn't get the air into his system to get up off the ice, but overall he was okay. The Bruins need a healthy Taylor Hall. I tweeted last night, I think he's going to have a big playoff. You saw on Saturday how good he looked. Reunited with David Pasternak. And, uh, you know, it's no secret that Boston's fortunes this season turned when Pasternak was bumped down to the second line. Taylor Hall, Pasternak, uh, quite a duo there on the second line with Hala down the middle. And and Hala has played uh, exceptionally well in that role for sure. Now we'll talk about where the Bruins stand at the moment, as well as the Masterton Trophy. But first, a quick word about Built Bar. If you haven't tried their puffs yet, you're really missing out. They're one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Their puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. But they're also good for you. Low-calorie, high-protein, You can go to Built.com, look at their macros chart, and you'll be blown away. Uh, Again, high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs, and low sugar. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste first. They make it delicious, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. 
gmail.com. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The Locked On NHL podcast is in your feeds as well. So please go subscribe to that and check it out every day, uh, taking a look at the biggest stories around the league. Now with the four points gained over the weekend, the Bruins didn't really uh, move up or down in the standings because um, they are still three points back of the Tampa Bay Lightning for third in the Atlantic. They're three points up on the Washington Capitals for the first wildcard spot. So at the moment, the Bruins would be in line to play the Carolina Hurricanes in round one. Carolina has pulled away a bit from the New York Rangers atop the Metropolitan Division. They're well back of the Florida Panthers, meaning the Panthers, as the one seed in the East, would play the second wildcard team. Now, I know the Hurricanes have owned the Bruins this season. They do have some goalie injury issues with Frederick Anderson being out of the lineup. Backup Antti Ranta appeared to be injured over the weekend as well. Uh, it's always a different story in the playoffs. There's only so much you can take away from the uh, regular season record or head-to-head matchup. Playoffs a different beast. It's a different looking team now than it was even a couple months ago. And um, I would prefer the Bruins to stay in that spot rather than moving up, playing the Maple Leafs, or certainly playing the Florida Panthers, who have been a juggernaut all season long. I think they could take the Maple Leafs. It's more of a personal preference. But it seems moot anyways. The Bruins three points back of the Lightning with three points games to go each the lightning play columbus twice and then the islanders the bruins have the um panthers tomorrow night then they play the sabers on thursday and the leafs on friday to end the regular season they could get six more points which would take them to 109 uh the lightning have the possibility of getting to um, 112. If they take two point or four points out of their next three games, then they secure the third spot. Uh, the Bruins maybe have to worry about the Capitals, but Alex Ovechkin left last night's game due to an injury, and therefore he might rest. And uh, obviously that would be putting them down um, or giving them less of a chance to win here over their last three games. So that's how things stand for our Bruins heading into the final three games of the regular season. I wanted to end with the uh, Masterton Trophy nomination for the Boston Bruins. The Masterton Trophy, of course, is awarded each year to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. It's named after Bill Masterton, the only player in NHL history to die as a direct result of injuries suffered during the game. Oscar Lindblom 
of the Philadelphia Flyers is the reigning winner uh, after beating cancer and being able to resume his playing career. Each team has a nominee and it's decided by the Professional Hockey Writers Association, uh, their respective chapters. And it was announced this morning that Boston's nominee is Jake DeBrusque, voted on by the PHWA writers in Boston. Uh, Joe Haggerty, I think he's the head of the Boston chapter, I'm not quite sure, uh, wrote, DeBrusque showed perseverance and professionalism in putting up one of his best NHL seasons after his trade request from the Bruins surfaced in December. DeBrusque was never traded ahead of the deadline. He's wound up as the right wing on the top line with Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. Has scored the second most goals of his career while approaching a career high in points with three games to go. Not necessarily the most inspiring story. Probably wouldn't have been my choice. You know, he made a trade request. He wants to be moved out of Boston. Uh, he was given a plum assignment on the top line. Not really the most, uh, yeah, inspiring uh, tale. I guess persevering through a trade request is noteworthy, but uh, not really my choice. Perhaps tomorrow I'll offer some thoughts on who I think should have been given the nominee. But that's who it is for our Boston Bruins. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. A jam-packed one because of the two games over the weekend. Uh, the Bruins are off today. They'll be back in action tomorrow night against the Florida Panthers. So tomorrow we'll preview that, of course, and bring you all the latest on the black and gold. hope you all had a great weekend. It was beautiful weather here, outside a lot. And uh, I'm excited, uh, kind of excited to get this week over with so that we can jump into the postseason, see what these Bruins are really made of. Anyways, happy Monday, friends. Hope your week gets off to a good start. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Oh, one more thing. I should mention Vancouver Giants, Fabian Lysel. Lysel was six points in his first two WHL games, highlighted by a five-assist effort in game one, which the Giants won in overtime. They're the eighth seed playing the number one ranked Everett Silvertips. They lost game two, but Lysel had another assist in that one. So pretty cool. All right, that's it. Take care, friends. Talk to you again tomorrow.